0: I'm your host, JC Revis, and today a very, very special episode. I am joined by Alex and Cam of Gentleman's Crow. What's going on, you guys?
1: How we doing? What's up?
0: what's up man i'm doing pretty good thank you guys for asking thank you guys for taking the time to be out here uh you know what i mean we got the crowd i don't know if you guys can hear the crowd but i can hear the crowd oh my gosh i (laughs) never would have expected
1: such a round so many people yeah
0: no they they love you guys i could tell they love you guys we got a lot of we got a lot of fans a lot of gentlemen's crow fans here in the house tonight as you can tell live studio audience they're over there they're over there off camera (laughs) And uh duh, I appreciate you guys coming out, man. It's actually my first time talking to you guys. Um, you guys are based out of like northern Florida, right? Like uh higher yeah, area. Yeah, like
1: St. Augustine, Jacksonville area.
0: Okay, gotcha. That's like college towns, right? Like uh yeah. Gainesville's oh, yeah. around there yeah. and all that. I know FS yeah, well, yeah, Jacksonville.
2: Yeah. Yeah, UNF, Flagler. Uh, are, are you guys
0: alum <laughs> or anything like that? Is that how you guys met?
1: Yeah, we're both uh, alumni from Flagler, which is the main college right here in St. Augustine. We I, we met each other while we were going to school.
0: Okay, cool, man. That's what's up. Yeah. So there's a little bit of backstory there. Uh, yeah. When did the this project come about, Gentleman's Crow? Because um, you know this is your first album that just came out uh, a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it came out on January 28th. Um,
0: yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Month to the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually which is great cuz it's been it's been it's been cool to have like some stuff happening a little bit later after the album came out too so nice to get extra stuff scheduled like this um it start the band though started 2 3 years ago like probably yeah, I recorded the first songs with some studio musicians I knew and I had just written some stuff myself like 3 years ago now almost
0: right so um, you're the main songwriter as far as the lyrics go for the band um,
2: not
1: as much process? anymore that was like a so like it, I started this by myself, and I didn't even live in Florida yet when I first started making music under this um, band name. Um, I was living in Maryland, actually, where my where my family lives. And so, yeah, I, like the first EP and two singles that we have out, like leading up to the new album, were all recorded. Like I've written some stuff. Actually, Alex had written some stuff too because we had worked on them, and um, just did the whole thing with studio musicians.
2: And we moved down here. I moved down here for school. That's where I met him. Gotcha. Um, I was playing. I was playing drums. Uh, I played oh. guitar in Jones Crow. I was playing drums at the time, and just like another kind of indie punk band. And I got recruited to play drums for Gentleman's Crow. I was like, no, listen, man, what? I have a whole other band. I, I'm a way better guitar player. So we kind of combined our two projects and all the stuff we've been working on, and came up with what we had for the beginnings. Of the band. Oh, the yeah. walls. Wow. Well, yeah. Honestly. He kind of like
1: I it's funny. I got offered yeah. to play, I had not ever played a show uh as this name. I'd played shows in other bands and I'd already released the music on Spotify. And some local band here asked me to play a show. And I was like, Oh, I'd love to. I just released like four songs. Like I want to play these live and some other stuff. And but I didn't have a band. And I found him in like a week. And <laughs> got him and two other guy and two other guys that he knew that he jammed with to all just kind of form up like the first lineup we had. Yeah. And so we learned like all we I think we learned like seven songs, four that were released, three that were not in like literally a week's time and played the show on a it was well, I think it was a Saturday night. It was like a it was like a college Christmas show here in St.
0: Augustine. Dude, I, honestly, um, that sounds fun, man. I've played Christmas shows like you know, my first career was yeah, with the band. Awesome. <laughs> No, it was cool. a great
1: first show. All the college kids are out. Actually, like, Christmas shows at a dive bar. Yeah. yeah. Christmas show cool. at Nobby's. Dude. Which is like our, our, that's our dive bar here. Hell that that sounds
0: like fun as hell. And like the fact that you guys have that crowd uh, of kids, you know, 18 to 23, you know what I mean? Like that kind of demo. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it gets rowdy and, you know, it gets fun, people drunk and like actual Mm -hmm. crowds, you know what I mean? Like out here, South Florida area, it's when you're playing in a, I mean, the the main experience I have is is playing in a metal band. Uh, Now I'm in a band that's more chill, like I would say more like maybe indie or. Just not really metal. Like we can play metal if we feel like it. You know, we're kinda of, we're just not trying sure. to keep ourselves in like the same kind of box as we were before. More
2: emphasis on the on the musicality and uh Well, it was
0: a prog metal stuff. band. It wasn't like it's was all zeros and, and double and double kicks, okay. you know what I mean? Uh okay. but yeah, definitely more melodies and whatnot for sure. Um and more <laughs> singing and stuff rather than the screaming, but it's just like the scene down here is a very—it's hip hop and reggaeton and um, EDM, like you know, ultras down here and shit. Like, there's a, a very, there were very few metal like venues that would book lo- local metal bands to begin with. But then you have the pandemic. Uh, like the main one was Churchill's. Churchill's was like our our little stomping ground area. I don't know if you guys ever got a chance to play there.
1: No, we have actually. We'll make our first Miami appearance in like two and a half months.
0: Really. Are you playing yep, with so, uh, like where are you playing?
1: So we are getting um set up. We had a show booked down there um, like three months ago yeah. and with Bruvy, uh, Rocherville and the Route and the Velvets. Is that and, the
0: one that got canceled um, like last minute?
1: Uh, we yeah. we got canceled last minute because we started driving. I think the show still went on. And I, I can't remember what the place was called. It was um, Red something maybe
0: Las Rosas,
1: or Las Rosas. Yo, That's that place yeah.
0: is. Bitchin', that place is great
1: yeah well it looks gotcha. bitchin'. we were so stoked to play because like i know brubby's crowds are always crazy so yeah yeah for we sure were, like itching to get the exposure um from playing with them well, we started driving down there and we got hit with like four accidents on 95 and in in, like a big rainstorm we we never were gonna make it, it like we were supposed wow. to play it like i want to say at like 10 and our gps had us getting there at close to like 12 30 or one so we had to cancel on the way there it sucked
0: fuck man is it just you guys but,
1: it's four of us. Actually, there's uh, we have a, our drummer is Jacob and our uh, newest bass player. We've had a couple is um, a guy named Matt okay. So he just joined the band um, right as we released the album, actually.
2: Yeah, so it's it's we're both tough. Good guitar players. So t- we like to talk the most, of course.
0: <laughs> no, it's yeah. all good, man. I hear uh guitar players are a little, you know what I'm saying? They like to sniff their own farts sometimes, but it's okay because drummers do too. Me too. You know what I mean? Mine smell good. We hit shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> smell good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But uh no, nah, I get I get the um like you know, finding people that's committed is tough, man. Uh especially when you have um like you guys, like the found you guys seem really into what you're doing. Uh, I, you know, I can't speak for the other two guys, I don't know them. Um, but yeah. you know, from no, they, the, they are, yeah, yeah I, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. It's just, you know, uh, sure. like you guys said, oh, you know, um, you've had a bit of a like you know, rotating lineup with the bass player specifically. It seems right, most it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we've
1: had uh, three.
0: Yeah, we, I had a like we had a solid lineup in the metal band for like four or five years, like it was a good run, and then once. Uh, the keyboardist and the second guitarist left trying to fill that hole and trying to find people auditioning people it's exhausting man so uh it's always yeah, it's great really to find the fault. person
2: what's honestly, up honestly people have been in and out it's uh just kind of a kind of the situation with everything going on you know like we had our first bass player he moved back to Tennessee he had to like run his family's farm <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, man.
0: farm pro- hey agriculture serious shit man I understand yeah that's that's some- <laughs>
2: It's some hard shit. He's out there. We get some GOAT videos every now and then. Oh, that's videos. cool. You keep
0: in touch with him? Yeah, and a thing up there. He
2: still writes music and then uh yeah, we've been through like two rhythm sections and a bass player. So like like we've had like six other people come through this band. What uh,
0: what would you say is the toughest uh slot to fill? A lot of people say be- it's a drummer, but I think finding a, a singer or, like, a really solid basis is, like, really tough.
1: Yeah. All the bass players we've had just wanted to be guitarists up until this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, that has always been a problem. And it's, like, so hard. You're right. A singer, definitely, if you're just looking for a standalone singer that's just, you know, Yeah, someone that it.
0: has charisma. Someone that actually has a good voice. Like, someone that doesn't it takes, have stage yeah. fright. So like really
1: front the whole thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's tough, dude. Because...
1: Um, but yeah, bass is not always yeah. Bass players are just you need someone that actually like was like oh I don't play guitar I play bass like uh, thank yes, right. like thank you. So right. You just
2: gotta find your niche. You know, bands are it's a bunch of little moving parts working together, so you really gotta find your little niche and walk in.
0: Yeah, and then you definitely don't want to have someone who, like you said, wants to play guitar and they kind of feel like forced like to play the bass. Uh, you know, that's how like that's sometimes resentment builds up. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, our first bass player. Oh, I hit a
0: little close to home there, huh? (laughs) Yeah, our
1: first bass player was a guitarist. He was actually really good at bass and he liked playing bass. Like, he enjoyed it, but he was actually a
2: way better guitarist. Yeah. We we pretty much all played metal, sans cam. We all played, we all were in a metal band before we joined this. We're kind of a bunch of metalheads playing rock and roll now. So,
0: how is that change uh, for you? I mean, going from like, because for me, it's a little jarring at the moment because. I had, I had come up with all these metal bands and they were all the, my homies, they were all the people who originally were the first, you know, five, six, seven guests of the show, you know, uh, they were all metal bands, probably like the first 20 or 30 guests of the show exactly. were all metal bands, you know, that's all I knew. So now yep. trying to play, like, I've been trying to get on a show with Bruvy for a minute too, just cause it's a different crowd than what we're used to, um, and I like you said, they definitely have uh, always like a packed house, always great crowds. It's great for exposure. But like, yeah,
1: they, so, have a, they have like a cult of people out there that love them. <laughs> it's they're, just they're a, pretty much
2: straight up rock and roll.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so going from like the metal scene to like something different is is really weird because the like metalheads are they're like I don't know they're their own kind of you know <laughs> community. You know that's how I'll say it. they're their own kind of. Uh, community.
1: oh yeah, yeah, no, it's it, they're the scene kids.
3: Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in not so in a many bad
2: words. way. But like we that's... weren't scene kids. We were metal. We were not <laughs>
0: Distinctive. But
2: all right, like you can you can take us out of the metal band, but you can't take the metal out of us. Yeah, like there you we, go. You see us if you see us live, like you'll hear. It. We're always we try to be the loudest band there. You know, we still incorporate a lot of technical parts and stuff, but uh, especially with the drums, like our drummer is straight up, straight up metal drummer. But uh, we try and use that kind of technicality and stuff to our advantage and uh, a little bit of aggression. But now, I mean, what we're doing now, I definitely wouldn't describe it as metal. No, you
0: know, definitely. I, I wouldn't describe it as metal either. But but uh, what's it called? There's definitely some like parts that are heavier than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, even, no, even I think, the it's, opening I think of I the album. it's more like
1: a hardcore, like a little bit of hardcore at times, not metal. There's just some, there's some, some beat down, breakdown kind of stuff, especially in the live set now. Wow. Um, the longer we've went, the more parts like that have been incorporated, but there's also been more parts that are like not even close to that that have been incorporated too. Yeah. So it's like the two sides of the band, it just keeps happening. We keep mixing it together, but yeah. it's, they're both getting
2: a little bit more like intense on their side of genre. Yeah. But, uh, it- In my opinion, like there's no better live music than metal, it's just so they have so much energy when you go to see a metal band, like it's so much fun. So, we just we really just try and bring the energy from it, if anything. But we all were into different genres as well before, like we just kind of played metal because I don't know, you know, we love metal. It's fun
0: to play, dude. Like, there's something about it going super fast, going super heavy, fucking seeing people pit, especially Especially when you're the band on stage. Yeah, when you're yeah. the band on stage and people are pitting, it's like yeah, you know, like I'm doing something There's right. No yeah, for sure, if man. You want to catch a like...
1: laugh? Go on our Instagram page after this and watch the live song we just posted. And it's funny cuz the kids up here that come to the shows, they like hear us and they I think they think that we're they're like this must be metal, so they will wash
0: and make
1: they will wash and make circle pits to our songs that aren't even that are really just like hard rock, like we said, with like a some touches of like little bits of metal influence on certain things. But it's hysterical to see these kids. They like pit and they go crazy, decking the crap up. There's one girl that always comes. I always see her. She looks like a squirrel. She just runs around. She jumps and just does these little squirrel hops <laughs> into people. It's hysterical.
0: Dude, you guys you guys have some rowdy fucking shows up there. I would love to come up and, and check you guys out. But let's yeah, get dude, into the like album. The actual
1: scene is low key. Like people don't really think of it as a s as any type of like music scene up here. Yeah. But it's good. I've never like, heard anyone small. mention it. No. No, it's definitely small, but like the people that come are quality people. You know, they're there just to watch every band. They're not just coming for a single band. They want to watch the whole damn thing and you know, very supportive in the small group of people that are a part of it.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that's more common in like smaller towns, because uh, you yeah. know when we Jacksonville's call...
1: huge. So sometimes I don't understand like where people are up there because it's like a giant place.
2: Like from did... like isn't isn't it the biggest like, city in the land? Wise Jacksonville is the biggest city, but you could walk around on those streets for a couple hours and not see a soul. Yeah, yeah it like, feels it's like it's a ghost, a ghost town. town. Yeah, it feels abandoned. Yeah, nothing happens, but uh. There's some stuff happening. No, we're what? happening. It's so like I am legend.
1: <laughs> you go up there. It's like you go downtown Jacksonville, where like all the "quote unquote" like nicer places are, and where all the all the big like metropolitan businesses are, the skyscraper area. You see no one. It's so weird. Like huh. who, who even works up there? It's like it feels like you're in like an apocalyptic movie walking around there.
0: Really, that's interesting. It's weird. I've never know, been to yeah. Jacksonville. Uh, so no, I
1: mean, a lot of people have it. I mean. If, People drive through it all the time, but it's not when you drive through, it's like, okay, this is just another smaller city with not a lot of people. (laughs) It's just like the biggest small town. (laughs) The beach side of Jacksonville is crazy. I know a lot of people live there. I think that's kind of what it is. Like A lot of people live in Jacksonville and Atlantic Beach. That's a very big area and very populated, but no one really comes and congregates in the city, which is only like five minutes away from the beach
0: gotcha yeah i mean it makes sense you know coastal people love being near the beach so uh makes sense that more of the yeah. people will be over there on that side but um yeah i mean uh, like i said uh i think th- that the the fact that you have people that come out to like every show or people that you see often like there's people that we see here at every show um but most of the time they're either in another band or you know what i mean like they've just been around for so long like it- it's cool yeah. to hear that there's different pockets of like scenes around um even just the state you know what i mean i'm sure it's like this around the country too you know places you'd never expect but um like i I think everywhere
1: except for like daytona has one really i've never heard yeah we played a show in daytona one time very strange
0: was it like all bikers
1: actually we we played bike week we played at a biker bar um called it wasn't even a biker ball i think it was called like house of blues but it, no it was bank and blues oh bank and yeah. <laughs> or, of blues yeah house of blues i was like blues, yeah that's a pretty big
2: Blues that's a little different but, yeah blues. i
1: think daytona is such a tourist spot like when there's no one when it's not in season there it really is dead yeah no unless, that makes like, sense
2: you, unless you want to go to the strip club or something there's always good strip clubs <laughs> down there it feels I, like you're in like a rundown 80s movie while you're on <laughs> daytona it's like uh
0: but that's like, a I'm vibe. From, uh, that's
3: yeah, it does feel like shit. that. It's
0: funny. The, 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 just like, uh, that's weird. That some towns just have this old school like feeling to them. You know, maybe it's uh, uh, just the crowd in general. Like, I feel like racing fans are usually older people. So maybe it just. Feels oh, yeah, like all those people are just. Oh yeah,
1: they, yeah. Of course, the NASCAR is a big deal,
0: and yeah, Rockville yeah. is awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that that would be fucking sweet to play that, huh? Fuck.
1: Yeah we got put into this, to like a battle of bands to play, um, Rockville. It was like through like their Twitch stages, the space zebra. If you ever watch that space zebra podcast thing. It, it is. I, I never
0: Zebras. seen their podcast. Zebra. Um, but I have, oh, sure like, I think I did see that competition. Like I think a, a few locals. Yeah. That. We didn't even
1: make it out of like the hundred though. Cause we were up against like mostly metal bands, like a lot of good metal bands. I think that's what they were looking for. Right. But they were taking anything that was like rock based, um, but yeah, we didn't even. Like, we we put our songs in, and like I quickly noticed, all the metal bands were winning. I was like, yeah, okay, I see. You know, it makes sense though.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's. I, I think that's uh, generally a heavier festival, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we went to the one. Um, whatever it was like Three months ago, it was sick.
0: Oh, the one. Uh, all Code orange. And Roses, we saw Mastodon. Right? Was yeah. GNR there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I saw that lineup. It looked great. Um, but let's get into the album. You know, it's called Apparitions. You know what I mean? It just came out. You yeah. uh, said January twenty eighth, and uh, we we're talking about uh, the different aspects of what you guys listen to and your other bands and projects that have kind of made their way into here. Uh, and like my personal, I would say my personal favorite is uh, uh, Comical, which is one of the oh yeah chiller songs. Yes, yes, that's a yes. sleeper track. That <laughs> it song, is. it the vocals on there like. Like if, if I close my eyes, I feel like it sounds like Morrissey a bit. You know cool. what I mean? I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, like I definitely like hear that uh vibe, but there's so many different um sounds that I hear in um on the on the record itself. Like uh when you get to Parallel West, uh yeah. like, I did not see that shit coming. And like it kind of kind of just goes into that <laughs> song awesome. out of nowhere. And it, it Yeah, I
1: think it's what what plane is before Parallel West? Comical?
0: Uh, I think so. Let me double check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: switch up. So, it's like the funniest switch up. And the guy that actually recorded it, that was his idea. He was like, just like, let this one just like fade out and then just smack into that next one and like trick out, trick all the listeners.
2: And I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Oh, dude. And I got like this.
0: Definitely this did that.
2: Guitar And like some country licks on Comical. And then we kind of amp it up with some more. Uh, I guess we we're kind of going for like a, a heavy metal neo Marconi yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 like ecstasy, ecstasy of gold world. type yeah. shit
0: i definitely got western vibes from it like clint eastwood fucking you know I mean? yeah like out there in the fucking desert i definitely got that vibe i I assume that's where the name uh parallel west came from kind of like an old west theme with like some other shit yeah. involved you know? yeah
1: we had so many ideas for that one originally the lyrics were like about uh, actually about like a parallel universe with like western stuff but like mixed in with sci-fi stuff we got pretty nerdy on that one for a minute and then we ended up kind of just changing it around (laughs)
2: but
1: it was it it had a bit of a concept for a minute and then we just kind of started changing stuff around with lyrics and it still ended up feeling pretty western i think i think mustang ford mustangs should have a commercial with that beat in the beginning i really think that it would make a mustang commercial great
0: that would fit dude i feel like you could totally do that like you know, on like well, an Instagram like dumb short dumb, 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 or something, dumb, dumb. and it would look great. Yeah. They'd probably pick it up, man. Or Anya, sue you get, like, for using publish. their footage. Yeah. One of I, gotta the two.
2: Get, I
1: gotta get Stephanie to send it to them. So <laughs> <random.
0: laughs> yeah, let me ask you guys on that end, because um, the music business has changed so much. It's evolved. It seems like it's evolved so much further than like, like the typical idea of like what it is to be a musician is, you know what I mean? Like put out an album, tour the album, fucking do radio station interviews this that, and that they're kind of like following the motions uh you know sign the record deal get them get a manager like those kind of steps whereas like now with technology being as advanced as it is like you can buy a home studio you know what i mean and and it actually sound pretty fucking decent maybe the hardest thing to record is drums but if you get like a roland e-kit you know and you program it right and do this that and the third with it and and have a great uh producer you could make it sound great um so like where do you guys see yourself falling in that do you do you feel like signing a record deal and and um just doing that uh path is is where you guys see yourselves or uh releasing albums and music videos and just touring and and maybe just trying to do it self-made is is more how you guys see the path to success nowadays cuz I think it's tough of to differentiate because you hear about people getting fucked over, 360 deals, and they're getting a piece of everything because there's no money in, in record sales anymore and whatnot. Like, how do you guys um, see yourselves progressing in, in far as that? Because, as much as we love making music, as musicians, we have to understand, you know, it is, a, it is kind of a business if we want to make a career out of it. And I noticed you guys yeah, mentioned, uh, hey, we sure. have our publicists, we have uh, this and that. So, I kind of want to, you know, get your guys' take and, and, and hear what you guys feel like it takes to be successful now and you know and with your experience
1: I think it's tough um, like the the one thing we did differently with this one was to hire a publicist um, which I think helped a lot um, it's just like obviously like you know you're saying like record deal or like independence like you know if that's always a tough decision I feel like because like DIY, DIY, is, DIY is kind of the name of the game these days but it, DIY is expensive so like we spend you know all of our budget on like all of like the business side of stuff, like, you know, the marketing for the album and running all the ads, let's do that ourselves, which is cool. And it does feel good to, you know, run these ad campaigns. Like we run ads on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Google. And, um, they're just all, you know, some of them are ads for music videos that we've released and other ones are just like promoting the album itself, um, which is cool, but it's costly. So it's just like having a publicist is costly. Um, and I think it's, like, the idea with the record label, it's, like, you know, I could never see us ever being a band that got signed to, like, one of, the like, the top five record labels, like those really big pop machines that, that now exist, you know, that are just cranking out, like, the iTunes top tens um, right. all the time. Right. But I guess they've always existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Some form of the other. Fans. Yeah. So, like, Warner Chapel and all those. I could, it would be cool. Like, I know I've researched and found smaller record labels that are kind of more mid-sized that do pick up um you know alt rock and like indie rock stuff Um, like stuff like fat possum like 1824 like fat possum has got their claim to fame i think because they broke the black keys and Uh, black keys are with them for a very long time
0: yeah that's another band and now they have a few
1: other like kind of big indie bands yeah um for sure so yeah it's like a toss-up it's like if a record label's like yeah we're gonna pay you know to do the studio time we're gonna release, you know, X amount of vinyls to actually sell, you know, we're going to do all the marketing and the advertising. And, you know, obviously it's like, you know, we owe them back through whatever sales we make and that's usually how that works. But that is like a tempting ass offer when you, when all the guys in the band are working like, you know, drudging through nine to five Um, and, you know, we're saving all of our show merch money to try to do more interesting things. It's, it's kind of hectic sometimes uh, for sure. Unless you have like, some type of wealth, you know, I know kids that, uh, you know, have bands in Florida whose parents are like super rich and they have like everything paid for it through that, which is awesome. Cause they get to do a lot of
3: cool stuff with that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, or, I get that. Um, it's definitely hard. Uh, you know, when you have to, you know, handle real life shit, you know, adult stuff before you get to, yeah. uh, to uh, hone your craft and, and focus on what you really want to do. And I guess yeah. that can, um, that's a good segue into uh, my next question is because uh, now that, um, you know, this new project I'm in with uh, the core members of the original band um, in, in the OG band, I kind of let um, the singer Alex kind of write a lot of the material. We all did because he, he was kind of like the brain. It was his brainchild, I guess is how I put it. You know what I mean? Where he had the stuff written and ready to go. I was pretty much just tweaking and, and putting my flavor on it. Um but now with this, it's the, just three of us, and um, I've been more involved in the songwriting and whatnot. And like, how do you how do you find the energy after a long day of work to not you know be drained and and still find the yeah. time to to hone your craft and practice? Because you know uh, a lot of the time we have to practice before our actual rehearsal, which is two different things. You know that people don't take yeah. into account. So like, how do you guys find the balance for that? It's tough sometimes for me. That I is funny crazy. what you
1: just said about practice and rehearsal being two different things because we've been preaching that to our band members um just because they yeah it's it's just like some we used to get in these promotions where we just like rehearse twice a week and that was quote-unquote practice even though but we always are playing we live together um and we always are playing here at the house you know every day we're playing and singing something
2: as far as having Um, energy though i mean it's it's just a love for it you know if i didn't love it i wouldn't even be doing it at all now because you know just working full-time jobs and stuff to pay for everything like of course that makes you tired but yeah just actually playing and writing music and just working on something and honing it in until you like accomplish like a vision you've had you know that's where the energy comes from
0: yeah do you um do you do you uh still see yourself making leaps and bounds like in your musicianship or are there certain times where, you know, you feel kind of stunted? Like, man, how do I get past this little ceiling where I found myself? Like, how do you keep continuously... i definitely through stunted. Like, because I've gotten yeah. to a point where it's like, unless I get a drum teacher, which I have tried to get, you know, it's just tough finding someone who's dedicated and is not just doing it to make, you know, X amount an hour off of you. Oh. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I've found it tough to, like, improve my skills continuously. Sometimes I feel stunted is uh, that's the best word i can i can come up with yeah like you're like a drummer. Like yeah yeah a yeah yeah especially yeah. um i mean i think
1: that's totally normal
0: word it's okay. like
1: yeah i i find that that we all go through that here just like in different kind of ways i guess i mean like i think the energy part of it like he said like, we love it obviously i don't mean, I want to keep doing it like so it's like kind of trying to find obviously finding a balance but like for example like yeah, like we did a two week tour um last fall. We played like a show every day and we drove ourselves, you know, paid for everything ourselves. You know, it was a fully independent tour. Yeah. And we went from um, St. Augustine up into uh Philadelphia and then most of the states in between. And um when we got back from that, like whew, I don't know, for a bit I was like I, we still had energy because we we're like, oh, we just got back from tour, now it's like cranking it in Florida. But also it was like kind of a strange time, like, especially with like writing, I find that's where I plateau the most. I go through like periods where I'm like, really feel like I'm writing some of my best stuff. And then like, there'll be like a month period where I I don't have anything good that comes out. And it's like, you know, and then everything starts to feel a bit stunted when you're, because we try to constantly write
2: something else, something new. That's that's what's good about uh, social media and the internet though, is that there's always just an endless possibilities of different music and stuff you can find just pushing yourself to listen to different stuff and try new stuff out like you're always opening those new pathways and stuff and kind of pushing yourself but at least that's what I do whenever if I feel like I kind of keep playing the same riffs over and over again yeah. I a little stuck on one plan you know just find something new to groove to for a little while and uh, it'll come out
0: yeah, yeah it point. definitely
2: helps like exposing
1: to a lot of music definitely has helped us I think
0: yeah, no, that's a great point um, Sometimes um, It's just tough to get into that mindset You know what I mean uh, When when you feel like you're not at, at your best And you feel like you can write better Or play better or whatever Or after like an eh, uh, like rehearsal or something Like fuck, could have been a little tighter
2: or whatever okay. <laughs> Um, uh, that feeling's good though, because it makes you anxious. That's that's what makes you push, you
0: know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It does kind of like light a fire under your ass to to actually push yourself. And uh, with the rehearsal versus practice thing, is uh, that's something that I had to hammer into myself. Uh, that's that we kind of got into that pocket of same thing: rehearsal twice a week. And uh, if if it was like a set that we had played for X amount of time already, like we were comfortable with these songs. Yeah, I found myself not practicing as much as I should, you know, and then you got to, you know, like wake yourself up, you know, and get back fucking to it. And that's when you find you really start playing your best in those situations. Like um, I found, obviously, when I practiced on my own and I came like out, I felt way better. I felt way more prepared. I felt better about shows. And that's the, the toughest part to me when incorporating someone new into the band is getting them comfortable with that. Um, and like having them understand that you're not just, at rehearsal to practice, we're not going to work through these riffs with you here. Like if you're not, it's like homework, bro. You have homework. You've, you you got to fucking do it. You know.
2: Well, when you're all, when you're all about something, you're really trying to make some shit happen. You know, you just kind of expect that of your of your teammates too. Yeah, so but we're definitely always pushing each other.
0: That's the toughest part for me is, because. Uh, People can say whatever they want, but there's no real way to know if someone's as dedicated as you until you're really in the trenches with them and you're in a fucking van for five hours. And, and like, do you really want to fucking do this shit or not? You know, because we had a, a guy who we auditioned. We we're getting uh, prepared to do uh, like a weekend tour. Basically, it was Fort Myers or no, uh, what is it? Uh, Newport Ritchie, like over by Tampa. And then we were going from there to Orlando uh and we had just lost uh, the second guitar player and whatnot so we we're auditioning people we got this guy ready and um he just man he just wasn't with it and we ended up having to go play one guitar player short was ready. yeah no he cuz dude like he we had a van like a very small van that we rented and we had like a setup uh that we had in mind that would fit in the van and everything and he had like a half stack and like a 5150, a EVH, some shit like that. I'm not good with, with guitar parts. So <laughs> if I have the wrong number, excuse me. But like it was a, a fucking giant cab and a crazy amp. And he's like, and I want to bring it. And like, bro, there's no space for that. You know, <laughs> it's, it's tough. <laughs> and he's like, well, if I can't bring it, then I don't want to play. It's like, well, fuck, man. Then I guess you're not playing. You know what I mean? Like, what? Uh,
2: logistics is a big part of uh, touring if you're trying to be mobile.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, and it's a it was a five-piece band, bro. It's me, the singer, bassist, two guitar players, and a keyboardist with a full 72-key like piano. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's not like, you know, you know, we had the space left over. It was tough. And like you have to find people who are willing to work with you with shit like that. And it always sucks finding out 5-6 months in that they're not they're not with it. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean being in those situations, especially trying to tour, drive, drive pretty far to play some shows, you know, like, it's where you really find out everything about someone <laughs> being locked in a car with them. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, do you guys like touring or is it something that you guys would rather, like, you'd rather be in the studio and, and rather do, uh, like, live shows, um, maybe not, you know, so far away? Or do you guys, like, love it?
1: I think we really liked, I I mean, with the, we had a different bass player when we did the tour. Um, but I think collectively we all loved it I think what was exciting about it like it is nice what you just said as well like it is nice just to focus on you know putting out music that you know may or may not take off on Spotify and like keeping recording and you know playing shows like locally with at least within Florida where at least we know we're going to have a good audience yeah. and there's definitely something to that um, but like the tour was cool just because you know we didn't really know You know, we've never been to any of the venues uh, that we went to. Uh, Actually, I had been to one uh, when I lived in Maryland, playing with a different band. But right, you know, it's it's just like this, like really cool, like surprising experience. Like the whole time, you don't know the band you're playing with. You never know what the crowd might be like. And we got to go to a lot of different cities that we'd never been to. Um, Some of us had been to them. Some of us hadn't been to any of them. It was cool. Um, So it's like each day, like you go, you play a show. Might be like a Tuesday night and you know, Atlanta and then the next day you're driving, you know, up to Nashville.
3: And that the day after boring. that you're
1: driving Yeah. And then, then you drive an R V through the Carolina Mountains, feel like you're gonna die just to get back to South Carolina. <laughs> um we had a we had a twenty nine foot uh R V mobile home, like like the real deal that Damn. was that was gifted to us to like we borrowed it from our boss or from my boss at the time. It was great. Um except it was just really hard to drive.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure
1: yeah and no she let me practice it like twice before for like for, like 30 minutes each time she's like yeah you'll be fine and i was like are you sure like are you so sure that i'm gonna be okay like driving this in like downtown atlanta traffic fine and she's like yeah yeah these things go in cities all the time like hell ass no they don't, like, you, don't see, <laughs> you don't see people out there driving a rv in like five o'clock like city square traffic in Atlanta. No. And I was like, I totally should have expected that this was going to be terrible. Cause we lost a mirror the first day
3: in oh. downtown
1: Atlanta traffic, something, either a piece of construction or a pickup truck next to us. Like, go. Uh, yeah. Just took the right mirror off. And I don't know if you've ever been in an RV, but you have two mirrors and that's it. There's no backup camera. There's no like mirror right here in front of you. It's just two side mirrors. We lost one of on the first day.
0: Fuck dude. So what did you do for the rest of the tour? Did you were you able to fix it?
1: Well, we couldn't fix it because it was totally gone. Like literally <laughs> gone. Whatever whatever hit it just took it and like obliterated it. I thought that a gun had went off. I was driving and my our old bass player, Zach, is sitting in the front seat next to me and we're just driving like I'm focused on not, you know, hitting anything around me because it's like so tight in this giant wide vehicle. <laughs> this huge crashing like boom. It I swear it sounded like a, a gun went off inside the RV. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And he looks over at me. He's like, yeah, the mirror's gone. And I was like, what? And he's like, he like, it was so casual. He's like, yeah, the mirror's gone. Yeah man, the mirror's gone.
0: Fuck. Man. And we were like,
1: dude, what do you mean? What like what hit it? He's like, I don't know, dude. It's just gone. So we 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 made it to the show and we played and we we made it that night out of Atlanta and into the R V park we were staying at which was one of the cool things about taking an RV was we paid like $20 a night to park it at various RV resorts in the cities we went to. And it was cheap and they had like showers and you could plug in the RV and stuff much cheaper than a hotel.
0: That's dope. Hell yeah. No, it sounds way cheaper than a hotel and like you guys didn't have yeah. to rent it or anything. So yeah, I'm sure it came out no, a lot more. Yeah. Economical. But we
1: saved money on a lot of stuff because of that. You know, the gas was definitely expensive for the RV, but diesel we still, it wasn't diesel. It's was just like eight gas. it, just, it, <laughs> yeah, it just makes the sense. thing like burn through gas, but it was, it still worked out. The next day we, the funny thing was we took it to a Walmart and, uh, cause no RV place around us said that they could get that mirror within like three weeks. So we were screwed. We had to keep going or turn around. So we went to Walmart and got like a magnet stick and a very tiny Honda civic blind spot mirror and just, taped the thing on where the old mirror was <laughs> um i Love wish I, would, I i wish i could like share pictures through this because i have a very funny Dude, picture of like fucking hilarious. this super tiny car mirror i mean literally the thing was like this big <laughs> and the other mirror was like bigger it was like three feet in length it was just giant mirror um, but it actually worked i mean we had to have someone sit in the front seat and always check just like, stick their head out and double check to make sure no one was in the blind spot but it actually works pretty well and no we never got pulled over. So
0: Dude, that's <laughs> made, the that's we made miracle. it
1: the rest of the the rest of the way and back. It definitely the first day sucked though, because you're we like, damn like this is we first day of tour and we were all demotivated. We we're like, How the hell are we gonna get out of here without mirror? Like we were kinda all a little a little scared at first, I think.
0: No, for sure. I mean, especially you're in someone else's vehicle, you know what I mean, you don't wanna fuck it up and now you, you have less visibility. Of course, man. That's oh, yeah. Terrible.
1: That's yeah. How, uh, it was terrible. Yeah, uh, it was definitely, yeah, she, I, I texted her as soon as it happened. I was like, yeah, we just, we lost a mirror. And she's like calling me. She's like,
3: it's the first day. Like, how did you lose a mirror? Oh, like, I, man. I, I
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, <sighs> when, we, when we got back, we paid to get a new mirror on it and everything. It was all right. but
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, I think
1: the, the, we sprawled into that, but it's like. Yeah, we definitely like touring. It's it's definitely fun. Did you guys do book all the shows?
0: Like yourself? Say again? Did you guys book all the shows yourself as well?
1: So, no, we, um, oh, two of them I did, and the rest of them were booked by a guy here in Florida. He goes by Red Eye Booking.
0: Um, oh, I've heard of that name before.
1: Yeah, he's actually the one that booked the show with us in Miami that we didn't make it to. Um, he's a good dude. He just has, I don't know where, he's got connections all all up the East Coast at a lot of venues and, he's just he's not super expensive he takes like a small fee of each show cut
0: uh-huh. and uh wow
1: he's actually doing our next tour. we have books um, so is,
0: he's kind of like uh like a booking agent but like you don't have to like sign a contract or anything in a
1: way correct yeah he's just the self-employed he's really just organizes shows and promotes them uh locally but he's expanded into booking tours for bands from Florida just because he can make some money on it and I guess he has all these connections okay. but yeah he's like a independent one man booking agent that you don't sign anything with he just does it for money
0: dude that that sounds uh i would love to maybe be put in touch with him because uh i would oh yeah i'll I'll shoot
1: you his email dude he works with i don't think he actually seems to work with like too many people sometimes because he's like announcing a show like five days in a row (laughs) like (laughs) he's he, he definitely spreads himself out um
0: I get you. Um, yeah, it nah, but cool. it's always good to know people. Always good to just, you know, get yourself out there, put a foot in the door and, you know, see what happens. Yeah, comes connections are
1: huge, definitely at this level. You know, it's a lot of it's about who you know. Um, you no,
0: know, for sure. Uh, getting back to the music aspect of it. What is it that uh, you guys write songs about? Because, you know, uh, that's a big thing. A lot of bands or, or artists, sometimes they have a kind of similar themes in their music or, or themes that come up multiple times. You know what I mean? uh so is there like do you guys uh take and write songs from personal experiences uh or you know about stuff that you guys have seen or just total made up stories and shit like that like what do you guys find inspiration to write songs about
1: a lot of the songs on the album are there's a few that are just stories um with bits and pieces like the song comical per se Mm -hmm. one that you liked the
0: that chorus is sweet by the way man
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah. Of course. Awesome. I really appreciate that. That was like the, like definitely the sleeper. That was like the last one that we really wrote for the album. And I don't think anyone really wanted to do it except me. Like he kind of wanted to do it, but I had to convince him at first. And <laughs> it's like, always the drummer, ballads. Like, yeah. Our drummer was like, what is this? I'm like, it's fine. Just play it. I promise you will like it. Um, <laughs> that one specifically though has like three out of the four verse lines are just various things that different girls had said to me in the past year. And I just thought it was funny. Um, so that was, I don't oh, know. Like, ha ha, it, I does, it does, it like the she said. And I, I come up with that and I was like, well, what did she say? And then I tried to, I just like went through my text messages and tried to find fun of things what said to me. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, <laughs> so some of the stuff is from experience.
0: That's a cool and, idea for a song. That's dope.
1: Yeah. I feel like people have definitely done that before. I, it wasn't really like the concept of the song. It's kind of one of those things that just happened and fell into place like that. And I was like, this is neat. Um, but it's so yeah and there's a few that are just kind of like more that i wrote more about um i guess like not like not like psychology like the song did i get the picture is kind of about like ego and like ego death um like seeing yourself from other people's perspectives right kind of thing like you know the way you view yourself is always so much different than the way other people see you um it's like the, that song kind of revolves around like a metaphor of like someone else taking your picture and you see it and it's like actually like who you are not the way you see yourself um hmm. and then some of them are just like more are just fun songs that are just like songs about girls uh songs about experiences i've had in life and he's how he helps with on a couple of the songs he helped with lyrics and like coming up with different lines um do, do when we ever... first started i kind of wrote everything and then now since that album and then the second album we're gearing up to record now um he's like writing like i
2: think the writing's more like 50 50 split <clears> between <throat> us cam's definitely more of the wordsmith if i'm writing lyrics i'm more thinking about like what fits into the melody or like what fits with the guitar riff yeah i guess Yeah,
0: yeah yeah i've i've found myself um like sometimes uh i'll write to a melody and like sometimes i'll follow it and like i i had one person tell me in the past that like uh you know like everyone just kind of follows a melody or whatever like i try not to do that so now i like for like a little bit it kind of put this idea in my head like oh don't do that but like um i went to see uh tool recently like live oh That's (laughs) uh, yeah no they were awesome and um like i noticed that maynard uh he he does a lot of rhythmic melodies and stuff and he follows because i've they write the music first and and the lyrics come after from what i hear so he follows a lot of the drums and a lot of the the guitars and shit and it sounds great you know so i've kind of like been a little bit more easy on myself in regards to like how i um like stop myself from writing a certain way or whatever like i'm a little more free in that regard instead of trying to like police the way i write um but sometimes i find like i write something and i just hate it you know what i mean like how how often do you write something and hate it and like how many times you have to go through that before you really find something you like or or do you find that um you like a lot of the stuff you write Yeah, and it kind of like you you know some people like they like everything they write and it's not until they show someone and they're like "Eh," that they're like okay maybe i gotta revisit this you know what i mean
1: yeah someone definitely takes a lot of opinion i feel like with him he's so good at making riffs that, and they're always so different that usually whatever he writes, like riff wise, we use, um, as like the melody you're saying. I think he he likes, uh, I
2: think he like. I think he likes what he writes. Where off the bat, what you write, you know, sometimes you'll come up with something like "Yep, that's going in the song, but then usually you kind of write something and there's an idea in it, but it just, know it's not quite to what it can be. So our writing process is just sort of a revolving door of, uh, taking something and just, incorporating it into what we're doing over and over again until we kind of just hammer down like exactly what we were meaning to say. Like a lot of the songs on the album we'd had for, since the beginning of the band and through all the lineup changes and stuff, you know, we kept them and now they're totally different songs that are on the album. Gotcha. So, yeah. It's kind of, for us, it feels like a
1: tortoise versus the hare kind of approach. Um, I would say, you know, like we don't, we, we always like, or at least for me, like with red cause I, usually write all the melodies and stuff and he has a couple of new things where he's come up with melodies that i'll sing um but like if you look at like my phone memos it's disgusting i think i have like i think i'm close now to like four thousand seven hundred some voice recordings from <laughs> um and it's like it, it was supposed to be a thing where i could record things and then you know go back and listen to it again and then you know make sure i remember the idea and now it's just turned into i can't find anything i record <laughs> like I'll, I'll be searching through you know if there's like a new recording every day, I come up with something idea and it's just like, I'm trying to, I'm like thinking like, Oh geez, I can't remember what I did, but I remember I really loved it. And so I'm like flicking through like two weeks worth of phone recordings, (laughs) trying to find like literally sometimes just a single line that I said. Yeah. Like, cause I'll remember that line, but I won't remember how I sung it and I'll be like, and I, then I'll obsessively have to
2: try to go back and find this like single line sometimes it's kind of fun to like write stuff that you hate like when you're noodling around on, or something that you wouldn't usually play like, Yeah, come up with something you're just noodling and then, you know, like alright well that sounds dumb but how should it sound if it was to be complete and then sometimes that kind of thinking can lead you to writing something that you actually love and it's totally different that you never would have thought of yeah that's a good way to like, write
1: you know unique stuff too I feel like because we have stuff that we're working on now mm-hmm. um i think like works sharing writing stuff so the stuff he's writing is falling like on a heavier spectrum but also like intertwining back with some really nice melodies and um really cool like pretty guitar chords which is neat because it's kind of like really like ying and yanging on a lot of stuff he's writing and then i'm working on stuff that has its moments where kids could mosh but like it's more something that we really usually wouldn't write like a lot of you know prettier chords but was like dirt on him. It's giving me like 90s vibes right now, kind of with stuff I'm working on at least. Um,
0: I got you. Kind of like, like one, the grunge era. bring it
1: all together and like he adds his parts and then Jacob, you know, writes his drums for it. And then Matt, um, I've actually been writing some of these songs with our new bass player because he's a really good person to write with. He's, uh, he kind of, uh, I was telling him earlier, just shout out to Matt when we're writing just because when I'm showing him stuff, he never asked me to change the core idea of anything when I'm like working on stuff with him. He just like adds like little subtle things that like he thinks work and just like improves the core idea um and he doesn't ever ask like change things just like why don't we and he does the same thing we write too so he's great to write with as well um but it's just it helps so like, we build the songs i feel like you know, it starts with the one thing and then someone else adds their spin kind of like what you were saying with um i don't know why when you had your other band or your first lineup you were saying that. Yeah. You know. You play parts but you put your own spin on them I, I think it's like that but i don't write his parts for him and i don't write the drum parts you know everyone kind of writes their own parts but find a way to mash it together but ideally
2: we want to write stuff that's just really fun to play for us you know that we love to play yeah yeah so for I mean, sure if we, if we can do that then it's more likely the audience is also going to have fun
0: yeah, that's that's definitely true. If it looks like you guys are having fun on stage, it's definitely a lot uh, easier to digest the show and, and and have fun ourselves. You know, if you guys look bored or or um, just like you don't want to be there, then that's gonna translate to the to the crowd for sure. Um, oh yeah, I think we've covered a lot, man. Uh, we're all, we're getting close to the hour mark now, so. Uh, yeah. we can uh, get the plugs in uh, let the people know where they can find you where they can find your new album and um, let's get you guys out of here I, uh, yeah where can everyone find you on Instagram and, and all your socials
1: yeah so we um, uh, primarily Instagram uh, it's gentlemen's underscore crow um, YouTube as well we, I post a ton of our stuff on YouTube but our YouTube's kind of a sleeper right now because it's kind of a hard thing to get people to go and subscribe to Um, so well, go I'll go subscribe YouTube, right out.
0: now Let's go, yeah. let's go do that Yeah, right
1: go subscribe now. on the YouTube, everybody. If you're hearing it, it's just Gentleman's Crow. But we post good, we get good uh, live footage and stuff, and all the promos and music videos are all in there. Um, it's a nice collection. And Yeah, you get that first one playing right now. Sorry uh,
0: about that. <laughs> there you go. Now you know it, I'm subscribed it, for I, real. I'm
1: glad to see that works. I set it up so that way when a new person visits, it automatically starts playing that. Oh. <laughs> it worked. I'm there you amazed. go.
0: Well, there's a little snippet for everybody at home. No, but um there definitely, definitely make sure you guys go subscribe to Gentleman's Crow. Go check out their latest album. Just came out. It's actually not even just their latest, it's their debut album uh apparitions. Make sure you guys go check that out. And uh yes, you guys I'll, have I tours have coming, have coming up, shows coming up? Well any dates? Yeah, so you, just, plug?
1: you know, we'll we'll be in Miami in just a couple months, uh Las Rosas. That that one's in June. Um, that one's on the second weekend of june
0: yo if you need and. an opener let me know my birthday's june 2nd so like uh, oh yeah for sure nothing. but uh, if you happen to need a right little oh if someone cancels and whatever can connect
1: you with red eye too so then you get a double whammy right
0: there that'd be sweet uh i can i can send you guys our ep and um and you know if you guys like what you hear or you know that'd be sick uh, i think we could definitely yeah,
1: yeah dude that'd be tight we'd love to, play so to the same sick. type of crowd but, uh, but yeah, yeah sorry go ahead yes yeah. yeah no um trying to think i don't think we have anything else like, super down south, we have a – we got a show in Orlando on March 18th, and then March 31st, we're playing the last show that's happening ever at um, the Orpheum in Tampa, which is wow, crazy.
0: Wow, for real? We've been
1: wanting to play the Orpheum, and another band, I guess, plugged us, and the sky emails me. He's like, yeah, we're actually having our last show ever. We're changing – I guess I don't know if they're changing owners or changing locations or something.
2: Wow. Um,
1: so that was – we are stoked on that. Hell yeah. And then, yeah, after that – um we have a South by Southwest appearance, but I think just locally, um, the next time we'll be deep South down there, it's going to be for the tour. So if you, everyone out there follows Instagram, um, you'll see all the announcements for the tour in the next couple of months here.
0: For sure. Uh, perfect. So make sure you guys go and follow them. Make sure you follow the show at the throne podcast with underscores, uh, in between. And, um, I think that'll do it. I I do like to throw in a, a song at the end of the episode. I don't know if you guys would be okay with that. Um, and if so please do yeah for sure yeah. uh what what song would you want uh the the people to listen to
1: i feel like i want you to choose it
0: well then comical it is folks all right well thank you so <laughs> much gentlemen yes, sir. <laughs> thank yes, you so sir. much gentlemen's crow for coming on alex and cam i appreciate you guys' time and uh everyone thank you for listening uh and uh stay tuned for comical by gentlemen's crow off their debut album apparitions Bye bye yeah.
3: It's slow, you know, the heads will roll But I don't know if I can wait forever And as of late she drives the stake even further